and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, the podcast where we listen to all 39 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all of these songs multiple times. And as always, I am your co-host, Mira, and I'm listening to all of these songs for the very first time. Perfect. No notes. Well, I've made the exact same joke before, but we'll be listening to many notes today. <laughs> I've I've been listening to a lot of notes. Like, today has been a very good day for me musically. Mm-hmm. First of all, because I uh, started playing Ring Fit again the Ninten- on the Nintendo Switch. Ring Fit, the fitness adventure. And the soundtrack to that game is so good. It's so motivating and catchy. And it, yeah... I forgot that I liked working out when I was playing Ring Fit when I stopped playing Ring Fit for, like, over a year. And now my abs really hurt. Well, they're gonna get, uh, they're gonna get big and strong. Your sweat is so shiny and beautiful, is what the game says to me sometimes, and I hate it every time. It's not nice to hear. It's not a nice thing to hear, but you can't turn, like, one phrase off. Yeah, you can't be, like, game- Everything you do is fine. Just don't have the ring tell me that my sweat is shiny and beautiful. I do not wish to hear it. It makes me so uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I wish I wish there was an option to turn that one off specifically. Uh, the other musical highlight of the day was realizing that Daleks released like a fully remastered compilation album named This Is Daleks. And there's Sparks covers on there. Uh-huh. They do number one song in heaven, and it's awesome. And I say awesome too much. I went on a whole rant about how I don't like that word. And then since ever since then, I've been saying it so much and catching myself every time. Anyway, the Sparks covers are great. There's a Dear Prudence cover that blew my mind. And, of course, the remastered version of Eurovision. The 1980. 1980- 80 yeah. song for Belgium. And, you know, it's remastered and it sounds so crisp, so clean. Mmm, a feast for my ears. And it, it makes me so excited to have this, you know, bit of Eurovision history come back to life in an extremely audio-pleasing way. Also, Moscow Disco is, yeah, it just like, a fucking... Bob Banger, classic. It's so good. Uh, So, yeah, recommendations. I'll put those in the show notes. Is is the remastered uh, This Is Talix album. Specifically, you know, Eurovision, because it represented Belgium at Eurovision. But the rest of the songs, I will have a listen, and you should too. So, while listening to, you know, 1980s Eurovision, I remembered, well, there's still a category... on our podcast that we need to discuss called Throwback Thursday. Yeah, we don't have a lot of options left, but that is certainly one of them. Um, One of three categories we have left. We're almost done. This is the most on schedule we've been. Ten more songs. Great. Yeah. We're very on schedule. We're going to get there on time. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Thank uh, the heavens we were able to do it. This is our I... this is our first year that we have done the the uh, uh, a number of songs based on a theme uh, idea in a full year that there has been a Eurovision. Yeah. In 2019, we started doing that halfway through because we were like, oh my god, these are too many songs to do as separate episodes. 
Uh, last year, there was no Eurovision, so we sort of trailed off and spread those out throughout the year. Um, but this time, we, we you know, started uh, right on time and got them all out before the contest. Well, we I mean, knock on wood, we have two more after this episode. I'm wondering, throwback Thursday. Sure, yeah. Are these going to be songs that are, you know, in the style of older music? Mm-hmm. Or are these going to be songs about reminiscing? Interesting, yeah. Uh, those those would, would be options, I guess. Because you know what my preference would be. What is your preference? I mean, I just want Dalex to come back. I know we've already had Belgium, but... Oh, you want, like, returning... Returning champions. Returning champs. I want Lilian Saint-Pierre to just do Soldiers of Love again. It, yeah. And win this time. Right, yeah. No, we're not going to get any songs that have already been in Eurovision. Um, <laughs> oh, come on! The way that works is it doesn't. <laughs> um, but, you know, you want you want someone you, we've seen before, so let's go for the only artist in today's episode that was going to go to Eurovision in 2020 uh, and is returning for 2021. Oh, great. Last year, she proved uh, that she could take flight with... Supergirl. Oh, isn't that like the first song we discussed? It was last one year? of the earlier songs we discussed. I don't. So think... it's one of the songs that I've listened. So it is a throwback because it's the longest time. It's very. Since it's, I it's been a while it. since you've heard uh, Stephania's voice. Yes. Because I'll tell you right now, I did not re-listen to that song. Well, no, I I wouldn't have expected you to. Um, as we said before, uh, she is the youngest contestant in this year's contest. Uh, born in 2002. Upsetting, but, you know, that's um, an adult person. Just about, yeah. Um, she is returning to Eurovision in the sense that she went to junior Eurovision, of course. Uh, she represented the Netherlands there with Kisses and Dancing. Oh, Kisses and Dancing. Kisses and Dancing was so good. It's very cute. It's very I fun. I loved Kisses and Dancing. Um, so now she is representing Greece from the Netherlands. Right, she she lives she lives in the Netherlands, uh, but she is she is Greek, um, so she is representing Greece in the Netherlands. But she has already represented the Netherlands at Eurovision in Malta. I, I'm I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna have a wild guess and think that contest was in Malta. Such a well-traveled young woman, right? Who, um, in all of her travels, never learned to move her face. Because I remember that being the first. Song in yeah, which I got really, the, really the mad yeah. that she wasn't moving her face. Let's hope she does it this time. You know, you don't want to be mad at women for doing something or not doing something with their appearance. Because to, just... to a large extent, that is what is expected of them or what they are told to do or yeah. they don't have the... yeah, Especially I mean, yeah. a very young girl like her who grew up with social media. Yeah. But it's just bad performing. I'm going to pull out the music video for you for Greece's entry for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. It's Stephania and Last Dance. face. 
just be like, whoa, that was a weird fantasy I just had. She has the fantasy all the time. Oh, she doesn't even react to it anymore? When she comes out of the fantasy, she's not like, whoa, what a weird fantasy I just had, and, like, looks at the camera and, like, smiles and shrugs. Like, no, she just, like, stares blankly ahead like nothing just happened. Bullshit. But, you know, this ruled as a music video. This was so much better than no superheroes. No superhumans, no pets. No no superhumans, no uh, she has a pet in this one, a Pegasus. Holy shit. Yeah, I was so bored by this song and this music video. I was like, this sucks. This is yeah. nothing. God, make it end. Please, please let it be over soon. And then there was a Pegasus. Yeah, and then the chorus and the dropped. the song popped off. And then the chorus drops, right? And then the Pegasus yeah. arrives and the chorus drops and you're like, whoa. Hold on, does this rule? Does this actually rule? But then it goes out of the chorus again, and I'm like, okay. Oh, whoa, cool scenery. Ooh, hot atlas. Wow, this guy looks extremely Dutch. Oh, really? Oh, the I... atlas dude looks extremely Dutch. Uh, they tried their best to make it make it Greek, you know, Pegasus, yeah, uh, all the mythology little weeks. <laughs> but the city flooding uh, feels very Dutch. Um, so... <laughs> it's literally like a, a prestige TV show here called When the Dykes Break. I was like, oh, it's like that. It's like that TV show. <laughs> yeah, this song doesn't rule until it does, and then it stops ruling again for a second, and then it starts ruling again, and then you're, it stops ruling. You're specifically again. pointing out the choruses. Yeah, the chorus is awesome. Um, Her magical girl outfit sucks. I mean, the thing is, she was wearing, like, white pants and a black top. I thought what, it was a cute outfit. And what happened was she went into, like, the magical world, and then her outfit, like, with some sparkles, changed into a sequin black top. And, like, you're not 40 and a backing singer from Estonia. I was <laughs> thinking that. It's like, oh, this is, like, your aunt at a wedding where you're just, like, you are too glittery. But your aunt is having a great time. Your aunt is having the best time. She, like, throws her hands up and dances and you're like, oh, aunt, you actually, like, are really vibing. I yeah, she doesn't have a handkerchief to twirl around during the Konemaira, so she takes off her bra and, like, swings that. And you're like, oh, auntie, you got too... <laughs> She's too lit. You, like, you, like, turn over to a relative and go, no more wine. No more wine. <laughs> She's not been drinking wine. She's convinced one of the bartenders to give her straight vodka. Oh, that's what, yeah. Just give me some water. Wink. You know, in Russia, vodka is water. <laughs> yeah, the outfit does not befit an 18-year-old girl, Absolutely I would say. Absolutely not. The, the, like, you know, the, the walking around town outfit is fine, other than the fact that she wears her jacket or sweater over her elbows. No, but that's a, that's a teen thing okay. to do. Yeah, it's stupid, though. I'm old, so it's like the teens don't have to listen to me and agree with me. I can just be old and say, well, that's stupid. <laughs> and her jeans are all ripped. <laughs> her jeans are all ripped. How much did you pay for those? Jesus, I don't want to know how much they would have cost if they didn't have those rips in them. <laughs> Anyway. Talking about teens. I think, she is I think she looks cute. 
yeah. in her first outfit, and I think she looks forty in her magic. It's just weird. She does the transformation into what you're assuming is going to be like the nice, cool outfit, and it's like, oh, this one is worse. And then she starts what you think is going to be another transformation, and you're like, oh, she's going to be in like a sick toga or whatever, and she's going to sprout wings like the Pegasus, and she's going to like hang out with Pegasus, and it's going to be all my teen girl dreams come true. But no, it's not a transformation. Her outfit just starts glowing. It could. It have doesn't been, go anywhere. Yeah, it could have been a bit more winks. It could have been more winksy, especially because she does look like the girl who plays Bloom in the live action. I don't know. Anyway, if there is not a full horse with like wing, <laughs> like yeah. wings, like a wing harness on the stage with her, uh, apparently Greece is doing something. That has never been done before on the Eurovision Live stage. Live horse. Um, Live so horse, Pegas- I mean, one can only assume. I don't think there's been a Pegasus, uh, whether it be a live horse or like a war horse-esque uh, creature. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, but, or, or she's going to do the fucking Lady Gaga that, thing. I would say that has been done before when, Mickey's, uh, when Mickey did La Venda and it had this weird big robot next to the house. It was... What about the bird puppet from... Okay, Dustin the turkey does not count as... (laughs) No, I will not. I will not have this. Um, what if she does the Lady Gaga thing? Meat dress? Yeah. No, not meat dress. Like when Lady Gaga performed (laughs) like in midair when the, like, the piano was on stream. Did she do this before or after Pink did it? I don't remember Pink doing it. No, but I just want her to be on, like, a big horse in midair and do the entire... Like, she never touches the stage. God, that would be sick. She never touches the stage. Big flying horse? Has there been... Has there actually been flying? Wait, wait, wait. It would be so... No, the Greeks send a roll of big horse out on... (laughs) A big wooden horse. <laughs> they just send a big wooden horse onto the stage. Everyone's now, like, wow, about, this is a sick horse. Talk about a real throwback. <laughs> we did it. This is the best joke we ever made on this podcast. <laughs> um, And out comes Stephania. <laughs> I mean, it would rule. Uh, there's a couple of real dodgy uh, dodgy lines in the verses here because they are, I think they're quadruple rhymes. Ooh. I don't know if you were able to spot those. I I was really confused. Not confused, but I was distracted mm-hmm. by everything that was going on in the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the like, weird proto-humans that were, like, shambling around. Yeah. My the, favorite thing. I'm yeah. stealing that for my D&D campaign. Just going into, like, abstract creation space where there's yeah. one guy holding up the world. Uh, and then he she destroys him and then more water? Oh, it's the world. Oh. What? The water comes pouring out. So the water pours out of the world that she left on oh, Pegasus. Oh, she left the world and, yeah. Okay. And, and went there to kill Atlas so that the Netherlands would no longer be flooded. It makes no sense and we don't have to think about it. We really don't. It also didn't happen. She just fantasized it while looking at a stoplight. 
And she was still bored after fantasizing that. And at that point, you were just like, girl, what do you want? Like I said, she's had that fantasy clearly many times. Every time she's at a stoplight, she goes into that song for three minutes. But every time I go into, like, my favorite, like, fantasy world fantasy... Yeah. My face is on a journey. I'm like... like... Physically react. (laughs) (laughs) This is gonna be great on the podcast. Good audio. You just going, ah, and making faces at me? I'm, I'm, let me just quickly pull up some dodgy lyrics. Now I know that in the grand scheme of things, lyrics are probably the least important aspect of a song. I hate to say it because to us it's very important, but when it comes to a Eurovision song... Most uh, people will only hear it once. Most people will hear it once, will hear the melody, will see the vibe. There's a lot going on so that, like, lyrics will not matter. But still, we like nitpicking, so I just want to go through this first verse. My heart was born a radical. Electric and dynamical. I've never listened to the remedies, but no forevers, no eternities. Wow, that's like a Rocky Horror Picture Show lyric. Is it? Yeah, it's bad. It makes no sense. Oh, right. Like, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Great. Oh, what? yeah, one of my all-time faves. But if you're, if you're listening to the songs and you're trying to be like, wait, I do want to sing along... Uh, I mean, you you know, you want to sing along to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which we did not mention on our episode where we talked about uh, Bad Out of Hell, the musical. Um, but we, after we saw Bat Out of Hell, the musical, the sing-along performance uh, that same night, Halloween night in London, we did also go to see uh, a midnight screening of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and we died. Because you were also expected to sing along to well, the Rocky course. Horror Picture Show. But we had completely wrecked our voices. Yeah. We were so tired. Uh-huh. <laughs> that we were the only people in this in this movie theater, like, sitting down and not dancing and, and just being so hyped because we were just like, exhausted. Pretty, pretty we were sure having we were a able, great time. We were able to do the time warp still. Right? We were able to do the time I think time we did warp. the time warp and then we were like, we are not going to do it again at the end. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to do it the one, the one time. We must have looked like such party poopers there because we were just like, no, I am sitting. I am not singing. I, I promise you people I'm having a great time. Yeah, we were just exhausted. I'm so I just came from meatloaf. I, I can't. We had a little meatloaf treat in the movie. Oh yeah, the meatloaf is in that movie. Yeah, that's why that's why we did we double build it. Um but yeah, that's the little side note. A great movie. Uh but if you're trying to sing along, uh you do you do come face to face with how much none of the words in it make a lot of sense. Planet Schmanet, Janet. <laughs> it's fine. No, that's the best line in the musical. Do I... Am I the only person who struggles with I've never listened to the remedies? Oh, she's an anti-faxer. <laughs> no, okay, but a remedy is not something you listen to, is it? No, it's not. It's bad English. Okay, right, but that's... That doesn't make sense, right? No, it doesn't. Okay. No, it, I yeah, just it wanted to know that I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. Like that that's just bad English. She's an anti-vaxxer. My heart was born in neon lights, floating in space like satellites, okay. looking for signs of life tonight as we collide in black and white. Now that kind of rules. That kind of rules. That's so good. I'm like, as far as... Bringing neon lights back to black and white like, is like the as contrast. Far as as quadruple rhymes go, that one's fine. That one I'm like... You can you be can, proud you of can that. You can keep it. You can be proud of that if you wrote it, yeah. 
because uh, like you know satellites looking for signs of life tonight it's like okay that kind of works if we're taking you know floating in space satellites going out to like find life and that kind of fits in here with the theme in the music video uh colliding in black and white makes sense of like you know things in space colliding and like you know grainy camera quality in a satellite so it's like okay all of this visually you know neon lights are futuristic satellites in space all of these visuals like work yeah to to capture like a vibe rather than say anything uh, so second verse, much better than the first. Uh, that was just my little my little take on the quadruple rhyme there. I just wanted to share it with you. I do very much like this song, yeah. but there are parts of it that aren't the chorus that I wish I could just skip through. Yeah, but it's okay. You 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 like that pause before it, the, the chorus hits better with that pause. It is true. I do like this one. I have like I have like went to this one, or I have like been happy when it came on. I've been like, oh yeah, this one. This is great. Um, so just that, like, that build to the chorus, um, ends up feeling quite nice. I don't know how it's gonna do. I think she's, I really I think she's gonna be quite charming. I really am just imagining the big wooden horse being rolled on stage. Like, That has never winner. been done, I don't think. I don't think that's been done. Winner. She's just singing <laughs> from inside the can, horse? That's how she can still win. That's how she, she can still win? She sings from inside the horse, and then the chorus drops, and she bursts out of the horse on another horse, live yeah, horse. Yeah, there's like a trap door on the, the horse's belly, right? Yeah. And it swings open and she falls out, but she's like suspended. So she's like, like she's parachute diving, like <gasps> hanging between the legs of the horse. Yes. Mission Impossible style. Oh, like a huge horse statue. Yeah, a Trojan horse yeah. that she would fit in. Yeah, but like how huge? Because yeah, like a Trojan... Big enough to fit six people, baby. Oh, there's six. I mean, it could just be her. No, she comes out, and then the dancers come out, and they break her loose. Ooh! Um, and then they do. I don't know. Then they do the end, or they like replicate the thing with the dancers coming to life. I don't know. Maybe there's some like virtual reality. They're gonna do something crazy. Um, and I, I am, cannot I'm like, wait. I'm excited to see this because like. I have not always been the biggest fan of Greece. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff they do is quite stale. Um, but this, this is like, okay, this is fine. This is Eurovision. This needs something crazy. This is going to be a really good Eurovision song, yeah. I feel. Uh, so this is perfect. No notes. As a final, as a final comment, though, doing a track that is like 80s inspired as someone born in 2002 is bold, right? Yeah. Like, if we did it, it would also be like, we were born in the 90s. We weren't alive in the 80s. 90s kids remember. Uh, 90s kids do remember. So it's it's a little like, huh. Yeah, but we did. Who's like, for it? We were her age during, like, the biggest 80s revival. I feel Maybe like there's a lot younger. of 80s sounds now. Uh, just, yeah, just as a little spoiler, we're going to get some 80s sounds later. I'm going to go for something different to, to uh, separate these two 80s-inspired songs. Okay. Um, but that's just a little teaser to say, like, you know, the 80s sound is alive and well. Uh, and only a couple Good. really made it to Eurovision. There was a few really nice ones in the national selections that we sadly didn't see. Uh, this throwback is to... Um, I'll let you figure this one out. Um, oh boy. It's coming to us from Finland. Okay. We haven't been to Finland yet. Last year they sent Axel uh, with Looking Back, a throwback of his own kind. Oh. Uh, they sent him to the, uh, the, the, the national final again, so he got a spot there in the final, but did not win this year. Uh, no, instead, um, the winner was a band 
Ooh. Oh, Finnish band. That's always. Yeah. That's always promising. Called throwback. Blind Channel. Blind Channel. Okay. Is this going to be a throwback to Lordy? Blind Channel swept both the jury vote and received an astounding 54% of the televote. Whoa. That's good for 75,000 votes uh, from the Finnish public. This better be fucking good. Yeah, I mean, that's, oh. that's a resounding fucking victory. Um, so in order to get a better picture of this band so that you know what to expect, I would like to read you a list of some of their previous song titles. Oh, please. Naysayers. Unforgiving. Oh. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Darker than black. Cool. Enemy for me. Enemy for me? Um, and the next one on this... Nathan for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me. The next one on this album was a cover. It's um, Can't Hold Us by Macklemore. Then, oh, that then, one, yeah. yeah. Then we have Alone Against All. Jesus Christ. Sharks Love Blood. Okay. Wolf Pack. Fuck yeah. Over My Dead Body. <laughs> oh my god. Time Bomb. Died Enough for You. And Gun. <laughs> We love gun on this podcast. Oh, and then finally on that album, they also did a cover of um, Left Outside Alone by Anastasia. Fuck yes! Yes! My favorite song! <laughs> so, does this make it any easier for you to tell, which, yes! to tell what kind of band this is? No! <laughs> Do you... And, I mean, it, it, it tells me that it's a band with impeccable taste. I mean, Can't Hold Us by Macklemore is like, all right. Like, it's the Mac- it's the hype Macklemore song. It's, it's not like offensive a, to me. Yeah, it's like a but Left song. Outside Alone by Anastasia is such a good song and no one remembers it. And when I'm like, oh yeah, Left Outside Alone, why it's called it? People are like... What is that song? And I'm like, really? it's insane. It's it, this should have been the biggest hit of its time. And it's, I wonder if you know how it really feels. It's so good. It's so good. God, um, I wish there was a Tulia cover of okay. it. Yeah, recommendation for everyone listening uh, is to look up Blind Channel's cover of Left Outside Alone. It's good. <laughs> um, it it would be so hard to like ruin this song uh it's it's definitely it's definitely like they make it work in their style so with with what i've told you hazard a guess at the song title that we have hazard a guess fuck all y'all bitches fuck all y'all bitches (laughs) no swearing at eurovision see that is a rule that i am surprised by you told me this it's gonna come up after we listen to this, though. Okay, because I I thought you were allowed to swear at Eurovision, and I don't. It's family know. show. Yeah. I don't think it's ever really come up. I don't think it's ever come up. I don't up. think people really do it. Uh, like Benny Cristo in in Oma in Omaga says, "I did a lot of dumb shh instead of shit." That's cute. That's yeah. a cute little like self censor like radio edit thing. Other than that, I'm not sure. Up uh, no, Robin Bengtson did. I can't go on because you look so fucking beautiful in the first heat of Melody Festival and he sang fucking in the final he sang freaking beautiful and I tweeted I remember this look at this idiot changing his lyrics like he thinks he's going to Eurovision (laughs) censoring himself because he thinks he has a chance of winning little did I know 
Egg on my face. Tweets that didn't age well. Boo boo the fool. <laughs> I just, I guess I didn't think about it being like a rule. Yeah, I, I think I don't like artists will just like censor themselves in hopes of becoming more universally popular sure. at Eurovision. I didn't know it was like a Eurovision rule that you couldn't swear. <laughs> yeah. What is imagine, imagine the radio edit of WAP at Eurovision. Oh my god, it's so that's some wet. That's some wet. <laughs> that's some wet. Um okay, what is the title for this song going to be? It's not going to be fuck all y'all bitches. Um, kill yourself, bitch. <laughs> For Finland, it's Blind Channel and Dark Side. Ooh, I'm gonna love this more than anything. during all of that like this made me so happy and at the end i just got super sad that chester bennington isn't alive to see the revival of his genre sure yeah yeah i was like i was suddenly hit by such intense grief i mean like last week or two weeks ago i discovered there was a new evanescence song and it wasn't, it was just it was, no good. Like, it wasn't good, right? But in the sense that it was just like, oh yeah, this could have been an Evanescence song, like whenever, like an album track whenever. Yeah. It sounds the exact same like it did back then. There's nowhere to go with this music, but to do the exact same, like to make it sound the exact same way, right? Yeah, it, it's such a unique style. You can't really... What is, I mean, it's it's like a synth sound, right? The... Like it's in numb, it's in this... What is that's not an instrument. The, they hit the vocal sound of it so well. Yeah, like they could <laughs> just be a Linkin yeah. Park cover. Yeah, band. they hit the vocal part where you're like, are you sure that you should be a singer? You know, that's like every new metal band where you're just like, are you sure a singer is the career for you? I'm, I'm just also every time like, how much tea do you drink after every performance? Because <laughs> you're just like, put your mingle fingers up, take a shot, and I'm like, of like ginger lemon <laughs> extract, <laughs> please take care of yourself. Yeah, this made me ecstatically happy. Good, great, I love that for you. I'm I'm standing. <laughs> Standing Finland. I have a crush on both of the frontmen. Why? They're beautiful. <laughs> what are you talking about? One of them has more of like a Jack Black vibe, and the other one has Fair more yeah. of like a sexy Twilight vampire vibe. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm into both of that. The thing for me is. I have only just stopped finding this incredibly lame. What's your problem, dude? I don't <laughs> What's know. Your fucking deal, man. I only just started being like, "Oh no, this is great." I had a moment where where it was selected where I was like, "Isn't this like a little shit? <laughs> like, isn't this just not a very good song?" Like, I like rock bands. I like Linkin Park. Isn't this just a little like not great. But I mean, now I've come around and I'm like, no, this is this is fine. This is good. 
It's fine, it's uh, good. I listened to their cover of Left Outside Alone, and I was like, oh, no, hold on. Oh, can the- we pause the podcast, pause our lives, pause everything? These guys do rule. And just listen to that real quick, because <laughs> I... No, because we have to talk about this song for the podcast. Okay, the song, you know, it it does miss a vital part. It, ju- it, it is not I self-hating have, yeah. enough. And I know that Chester Bennington I mean, died of... They specifically talk about, like, fucking shooting themselves in the head. What? Did I not get that? Like the 27 Club headshot, we don't want to grow up. Hey, guys, that's problematic. Oh, yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. The father of your genre fucking <laughs> killed himself. Like, yeah. don't do that, then. It's a little like mm, don't like don't glorify it. Yeah, don't um, show like a bloody like join carved into your hand. Like don't don't bring back the bad parts. Yeah, of that era. We do kind of like, forget how you, much self harm there was. We do um, kind of forget how everyone knew a girl who like cut herself and her body and was like made fun of for that. Yeah, which definitely stopped her from doing it. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so lame that you put knives into your body. You're so, like, you're attention-seeking. And I'm just like, yeah, you should give her attention then. She's hurting herself. And, like, I'm not even innocent of this. Like, because it was, like, the funny stereotype of the emo girl. Like, oh, she cuts herself. Guys, that's fucked up. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. Take care of these teens so it's that not, they don't do that. But like, it's you not need... a great line. But as far as like the entire thing of this song goes, it starts working for me when it's a joke. When the entire thing is like a joke about how like when I start thinking like, oh no, these are like people yeah, doing this as a band. A, I don't know. But it's it weird. being a joke makes the song not work for me because yeah, Lincoln no, that's fair. Park. I've become so numb. Like, if that was ironic, it would not have been the whole good. Thing, the whole thing about Linkin Park and the, the, so the, the best Linkin Park songs, I should say, is how much they're about interpersonal relationships. This is very much about, like, oh, I'm twisted. Welcome I'm to fucking my, twisted. I'm fucking Jared Leto as the Joker. Welcome to my twisted paradise. And I'm like, oh, no, this song is lame. That's why I was like, oh, I this stopped is, liking it. This is really lame. Yeah, exactly. But it, like, it still kind of rules that this is, that someone is doing it, right? It's like, that's great. I love that this is being brought back, but, like, yeah, oh, no, it's not the same. I was so, I was so hungry for a new Linkin Park that I I got so prematurely excited at just the sound of it and just the knowledge that someone is doing this now. But now on a closer look, I'm just like... Oh, but you didn't get it, though. It's... I don't know. Because they've been around, like, as a band for a while, clearly. They've had multiple songs, multiple multiple albums. Um, so, you know, they're doing their thing. Uh, this just happens to be, like, the song they wrote that they sent to uh, the, the Finnish National Selection, which I'm also okay with then. It's like, okay, they're just a fan that has... Like, like a band that has a fan base. There's a lot of bands in Finland. It's, like, the land of metal bands. So I was like, okay, you can, you can have some problematic lyrics. It's a different kind of problematic than you usually run across in, in Eurovision. Usually you're just like, oh, one of these artists from a national selection once had a song that was degrading to women or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I would have guessed. Um, and it's just like, yeah, is this, is it like, 
I don't know if it's glorifying, like, no, self-harm. I, but it's I can't little, believe like... that when you asked me to guess the song title, I said, kill yourself, bitch, like the Dr. Phil meme. But then that is kind of what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not good. <laughs> it's not, but the, it's not so obvious. It's, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek, right? It's like, we don't, we don't want to grow up is like, it doesn't necessarily mean like, and we're literally going to shoot ourselves the moment we turn 27, right? Like, that's not what they're saying. But the 27 club is a phrase that's very much associated with like these rock and roll icons that get older than 20. Can you believe that? I, yeah, I'm, I'm past that age now and... I haven't brought out any albums, and there were these just fucking geniuses that we could have had so much more of. Um, who, who who were clearly very, like, tortured, not in a romantic way, um, just in the point that- No, like, how much better would their fucking music have been if they had, like, had more mental space to devote yeah, to exactly. their a- a- art? Like, But that's why they wouldn't have made a song- be making light of it whereas for this i'm like you're not genuinely saying you want to join the 27 club like no i know they're not saying that and it's clear to me that they're not saying that but it just adds to yeah making the whole thing feel a little lame to me yeah if if the 27 club is referred to with like a nudge and a wink and like an ironical flair it's just like I don't as know. an I as a really musical tell. artist that's kind of shitty yeah 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 i mean it's 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 sadly a big problem in self harm in like this this music genre was a whole thing um that I don't know if people talk about a lot, but it was like the stereotype of the emo kid. Uh, I know why we made those jokes because it did happen and it was sort of like associated with the music. I don't know if there was songs about it, probably. No, it was just intensely genuine, sad songs. Yeah, there was no irony in them. They were just extremely dramatic emo songs. Right. Yeah. So it was just such for for a lot of these young people myself included it was just such a catharsis to listen to these that's why yeah. other like you know yeah. other you know brands of teen might get that uh catharsis from like a party song because they did have friends yeah. <laughs> or they didn't have like mental illnesses it was such a good genre for that, but then if that's all you have, then you're gonna get stuck in those t- really intense, sad wallowing emotions, kind of emotion. wallowing. Yeah. And it's it is it is a very like outsider kind of music where you're like, I had a little joke in our D and D campaign where all of the vampires that you were fighting in <laughs> yeah. one scene were based on the frontmen of new metal bands, right? So one of them was Amy Lee from Evanescence. Um, one of them was like the guy from, uh, from System of a Down, etc., etc. Um, and I, I, I picked a lot of these looking at their music videos and seeing that a lot of them have had in their music videos, these crowds of teenagers, yeah. like cheering them on as they were like performing. Like adoring fans. Multiple music videos with the same format of them on like a square stage surrounded on all sides by, uh, by fans, like a boxing ring almost. 
that just had this vibe of like there is more than just you in in your room feeling sad you all come together here and you all join in a in a collective experience to actually hold on to like uh Papa Roach's last resort that's the video that yeah. specifically does that that keeps zooming out of like the crowd into people at, in their home situation, sitting sadly on their bed. Yeah. And then it cuts to them in the crowd surrounded by people. Having and a just, great time. And it's just, like, weirdly that, like... I mean, that song is... I don't give a fuck if I cut myself bleeding. That song literally says it. But it still shows these very sad emo kids do coming together and, like... Yeah, it's enjoying like, I don't care if I cut myself experience. bleeding... Because I'm sitting in my home and I'm, like, super sad. But then I did find this whole community of other people who feel the same way yeah. as I do. But then if you are a sad emo teen with not a lot of friends and you don't... Sure. Go to Kyrusrock or whatever. Kyrusrock only came once a year and the rest of that year all of the emo kids were fucking miserable. <laughs> Can't believe I never went, but I was like the kid in the group. All of my friends were emo, but I wasn't. God. I was, I mean, we both had have that experience, right? Of like, we were the least cool of the cool kids and the coolest of the uncool sort kids. Sort of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Like, sort of. I don't think I was a particularly cool, no, uncool kid, but I was, like, funny enough to I did be eat. invited to stuff. I could tell, like, oh, these kids are cooler than me and these kids are lamer than me. Yeah. By the, by the cool kids' standards, I don't want to be lumped in with these people. But then also, I definitely am not with the coolest kids. And also, I don't like the cool kids. Yeah, no, it's that. They're, they were they're, not cool. They're stupid um, and mean. Wow, really throwing it back to our high school experiences here. It's a Linkin Park song. Um, <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, was tr- I was trying to get to a point. Um, I, think it, I think we basically like touched on it. It's very... Like, superficially, it touches on the right kind of, like, themes of outsiderism and, and the, the defiance that a lot of those songs have of, like, fuck everyone and fuck what you think. That's there, right? It's like, my pitch black paradise. Um, ooh. Like, it, it's got all that. And it's like, it's, it is savoring and wallowing in those, like, ideas of being a little twisted and messed up. But it's like, yeah, twisted. But twist, at its heart, and... it's still just like an I don't care party song. Right, like, being twisted and messed up is nothing. That's, like, a little gleeful, and I'm like, yeah, what do I do with that? Uh, that is, that is... Where do I wallow in this? This is a song about, like, fuck everything, let's just get drunk. And I'm like, like yeah, that's take what a the, shot, exactly. That's what the cool kids listen to. I want to listen to I'm really sitting in my feelings. Right, but, like, put your middle fingers up and take a shot is not for the teenagers. Is for, like... The people who are legally allowed to drink, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but like on, I think intended is not for the teenage audience necessarily. But in that sense, I don't feel like it's mature enough. It's, it's, it's immature, but not in like a, in like a tangible, like meaningful way. So I, I, it just, I, I struggle to connect with it, but I also know that I'm not really supposed to connect with this. But this music, this kind of music, I mean, works it's... at its core the best when it connects you. Which is why I'm like, this feels a little lame to me. By, co- by counter, 
and I know it's a stupid comparison because they're not the same, but they are like the two rock songs of the year. I heard Monoskin's Zitia Buoni after this, and I was like, yeah, well, this I like. Well, obviously. Like, this I heard first, and I was like, I don't know, it feels a little lame to me. I can't really tell why. Isn't this kind of lame? <laughs> and then I heard Zitia Buoni, and I was like, but I like this. This is cool. This is cool. They're hot, and they're enjoying it, and their je m'en fous fuck you attitude works. Yeah, it works in, like, a... Um, Black Sheep Come Home from Scott Pilgrim kind of way. You did say Scott Pilgrim when we watched it, and I get the I get the comparison to that kind of hot like, basis girl, hot, <laughs> hot yeah, hot band. Um, um, I find them hotter than these guys. Uh, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, so, just because I think these guys are hot doesn't mean I don't think the Italians are hotter. And then just as, and then just as far as this is staged, like I'm sorry that I'm saying all the negative things, but now that I'm seeing it again because I haven't seen it in a while. It just feels a little sterile. Like, I, I know, but it's a rock song. I want it to be dirty. I it want it to, to feel nasty. nasty, which is also why Monoskin does it for me. It's like they're... They're licking close each other. The <laughs> close up to the camera, they're licking each other, or they're, like, half naked and gyrating on each other on a stage, and it's fucking great. And this, I'm like, do something. The, 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 the five or six members of this band are, band are all standing in separate spaces, and only these two guys are, like, moving around each other at a camera and it's like I get it you're reaching out to the audience it just doesn't it just doesn't come together enough for me I'm sorry uh, I'm no, really sorry no you're right I think if I was this band um, I would try to be less like me and be more like you know the greats <laughs> <laughs> all I want to do I watched a lot of AMVs set to the song Numb by Linkin Park. Who didn't? And by AMVs, I mean um, music videos made from the full motion videos of Final Fantasy games. Oh, yeah. No, I did Numb set to Death Note clips. That sounds So, good. like, that... That sounds I nice. was truly alive in the best possible era to be a teen you know besides all of the self-harm and like the raging misogyny of the mid-2000s you know if you forget about that <laughs> and you just think about the amvs i used to watch like that was great and the fashion who was wearing fucking short sleeve t-shirts over long sleeve t-shirts am i right not me i always thought that looked terrible yep so. I think I remember, I very much remember that being like my fashion stance as a teen, being like, I will never wear that because it looks stupid. Remember? But I looked like shit as a teen. We're I going, had we're, terrible we're, fashion. We're back, we're throwing it back. Do you remember when girls wore dresses over jeans? I did that. Why? What was leg, the appeal leg, of that? Leg cold. Sure, but where? Leggings weren't, like, good yet. Leggings oh. were really, really bad at the time. They were, like, absolutely just, like, wearing plastic wrap around your legs. You think good leggings didn't come around yeah, until after. Okay. See, I, I don't know. 2005 or 6 or something. Um, it was, like, a whole thing, but it was specifically jeans. It was, like, a a, a dress with spaghetti straps over jeans, and then, like, a white t-shirt under the dress. Yeah. And, you the know... camisole dress over a t-shirt. It had to be, like, shorter but sleeves over something. But that's coming back on TikTok, I've seen. Yeah, but some of, like, 
Again, it's it's upgraded. We Sometimes keep doing, we keep doing this to fashion as like taking taking one good thing and upgrading it. I'm like, there is something there because it's like it's like wearing suspenders or like wearing uh, dungarees. Like that works, you know, like the straps over yeah, yeah, over yeah. something. It's the same kind of thing. I think that I think there's something there. I always wanted to wear suspenders, but then. Um, then my tits grew in and I just, yeah, I, was just gonna I say. couldn't, I couldn't. I tried for a while. It looked obscene. I was going to say like how, unless you're doing like, I, I, I remember a sexy being outfit. so like sad. Like that was the source of, of all my body dysphoria. Oh, <laughs> no. just like, I shouldn't have these. I want to wear suspenders. Then I wore like a shirt with a cleavage, and I was like, "Oh no, this is good." <laughs> no, actually, this rules. Sometimes I do just wish I didn't have breasts, just so, so I could wear suspenders. But you know, that's only a very specific. Uh, final, fi- yeah, final remark here, and this is adjacent. Remember when Avril Lavigne wore like a white tank top with a with a tie? Worst fashion moment in history. Kind of into it. No. At the time. Oh, you would be into Avril Lavigne. Like, you would have a crush on her. Like, you know, complicated Avril Lavigne. I was like, what, 12? I don't know. Oh, not Hello Kitty Avril Lavigne? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I... Girlfriend Avril Lavigne is great, though. Oh, yeah, Girlfriend Avril Lavigne is great. Because she did the Taylor Swift thing where she played herself as the preppy girl and as the cool punk girl. Anyway. <laughs> Dear God, we have really thrown it back. I oh, mean, my God. I'm, I'm, I mean, if someone has, like, a good Spotify playlist of new metal stuff to recommend to me, like, please link it. Link it, Park. Link it, Park. I do think, in spite of like everything that's lame about it, I am gonna enjoy it at Eurovision. Oh, it's, I'm it, it is a it. solid throwback. It. it just like it's missing that that crucial element that I think we dissected uh, at great length. So let's move on to our next song. Let's do it. Like I said before, most countries um, invited like last year's artist back to their national selection. Denmark didn't. What did Denmark do last year? <laughs> uh, last year, Denmark said yes to Ben and Tan with say yes, say yes, say yes. Oh! Um, and they the just, super basic song. Very basic. They did not get an invite back to the Danish national selection for yeah, this year. Yeah, because they weren't very good. <laughs> okay, but like, it's common courtesy, you'd think, right? Just to be like, okay. One would think, yeah. Uh, instead, we got a, we've got a couple of songs that had people being like this, these, and then and then like you didn't invite them back, and because this is better, or you, I don't you remember only, saying you only yes. had room for like six songs, and you couldn't invite like oh, another no. one in here. Oh no! Uh, so that felt a little weird. I don't uh, remember. Saying but I don't yes want to let that like color like our experience here. Basic you know? but super catchy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like I still remember how it went. Well, yeah, because there's nothing to it. Exactly. I can say it now. I didn't really like it that much. Um, <laughs> no, neither did I, but it was like a viral proposal video yeah. of a song. Made for that. Did that? Oh, yeah, it's literally say yes. Oops, I didn't think of that. Really? <laughs> no, subconsciously you knew. Subconsciously I knew, of course. Um, okay. Uh, instead, the Dansk Melody Grand Prix was uh, won by the duo Fur Flamme. 
Für Flamme. Which of course translates to fire and flames. Um, you know, so let, let's forget about whatever outrage we may have had over uh, no, no, no invite. Um, Für Flamme are Jesper Groth and Lauritz Emanuel, the latter of which wrote the song. Mm. Uh, we have one credit writer on this one, and it's one of the two, so that's fun. That's always kind of a good sign, or, you know. Uh, who knows? Um, Lauritz Emanuel is a very good name. Yeah. Uh, their song is called Uvos Po Hinen. Danish. Yeah. Really going in on Danish. How many words did you think I just said? Wait, say it again. Uvos Po Hinen. Um, I'm going to say Uvos Po Hinen. <laughs> so four. It is four words, but it's Uvos Po Hinen. Ah, okay. Hey, um, I, I, I got this. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just going into this joke because the Danish language, am I right, folks? <laughs> what is it? Oh, we still have to watch that new Mads Mikkelsen movie. We do indeed. But before we do that, we have to watch Denmark's entry for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, this is Fyrflamme and Øvås på hinen. Coming back, I, I, that's the, that's the genre of music I thought was never coming back. Sure, yeah, and yeah. it came back here, and I'm, I'm, I'm hyperventilating. I'm so happy. It's so good. He's so hot. I knew, I knew you would. He is exactly the type of guy that is not me, but you find hot. Yeah, I, I have two types of guys, and it's you or this. Mm -hmm. so I, I said in Russia, like, I haven't been attracted to a Eurovision woman this much since Deborah Scarlett. Yeah. I have not been this attracted to a Eurovision man since Amir. I will throw Serhat at you. I mean, Serhat, of course. Right. Is the god of my universe. So no one compares. No one compares. Like, no one compares to Serhat. Raw sexual energy. Nothing but, compares like, to you, another bald uh, artist. This is... The man of my dreams. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know you're my boyfriend, but like this, I okay. all I could think of watching sure, this music video was like, "Hey, me and my boyfriend saw you from across the bar, and yeah, like, we all, really yeah. like your vibe. Can we buy you a drink?" My point being. I would. Of course you would. He's incredibly attractive. He He's having fun. Yeah, great. He's having so much fun. He has the chest, um, the, the, the round square face. I get, I get so weak for like a round square face. Yeah. Oh, like the slight curl mm -hmm. to the dark hair, it's which nice. is what you have, and it's just like. Mm. 
Mm, I'm I'm truly like going insane right now. <laughs> I'm truly like, can I hang a poster of this man in my bedroom? <laughs> 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 what's what's his name again? Um, this isn't Lauritz. No, Lauritz is the is the blonde. Yeah, man. whatever. Lauritz <laughs> is the blonde man on the on the guitar in the back. No, uh, he's also fun, but like this is Jesper. Jesper, Jesper, call me. <laughs> No, yeah, they're great. I mean, he's he's great. Um, I didn't think we were gonna still have my favorite song. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be Vincent all the way, but no, you've completely <laughs> blindsided me. I'm just, this no, is my no. favorite song, number one no, with a bullet. There's not, there's nothing as good as this. <laughs> I was gonna say Blindside was the previous song, but that one was Blind Channel with Dark Side. So it's, um, yeah, no, I'm glad you got it on one listen. Um, I'm glad you're like there immediately on one listen because it's the best song it's in this year's Eurovision song. song. In this <laughs> it's I I'm, I'm I'm truly I'm like I'm sweating right now. That's what I'm saying. Now that the outrage, quote unquote, over like Ben Tan has subsided, everyone is suddenly warming to this song. Please win. Everyone is suddenly like, well, this is actually this is. I would love to great. go to Denmark. This is actually great. Um, I don't think he's gonna win. Um, please, please, I'm nothing. Okay, I'm I'm, go- I'm gonna say I, I do have some 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 minor things, but they're like they're fine. Okay, can I have a sip of my icy drink first? Yeah. ASMR. They do look like they got their clothes from like a dress up like chest of old clothes, you know, where you're just yeah. like right, and that's. Good, right? That is a fantastic thing. It's, like, I used to work at a thrift shop. They've been shopping at no, Think Twice, exactly, baby. Exactly. I'm like, now that I've like pinpointed exactly what it looks like, I'm okay with this. The raw silk of his purple jacket. Yeah, but the first time Beautiful. I saw it, I was like, the clothes are a little wrinkled. But that's like that adds to the whole charm of like do it. I found it in a thrift shop or I found it in like you know the my, my grandma's old clothes that I'm dressing in. It looks like they're wearing their grandma's old clothes. Is yeah. what I'm saying. It looks very like we've dressed up to look 80s. It looks like a scout's performance when yes! you're doing like... Oh, it looks like... <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're like, oh, we've got all these clothes around. I'm going to pretend... Like the like, last oh. night before going home and you like put on the big show. Exactly. And it's like, it's, it's from the dress up clothes that you have. It looks like that. My first problem was like, I want them kind of to do more genuine like 80s looks. Because I was like, no, a short jacket that doesn't, that's not on men is no. not an 80s look. But then I realized. They're no, not doing the 80s. It has to look They're doing like now. Oh, it has to look like children. It has to look like children. Because Eros Pohinenden means practice on each other. This is a song about like the first romance at a party. That's and, like shuffling. So good. And being like, let us practice on each other. I'm gonna start like opening. It's so good. It's so good. It's so it's good. Just so great. I'm and gonna... it's like, no, actually, now I do like these outfits because it it does have that childlike dress up appearance to them. If he had but thrown in a fucking digaloo digalay in there, like... another good point is though that this does not the way that Stefania is like a throwback to the '80s sound, the way that like Dua Lipa is doing it, yeah, and like yeah, artists yeah. are doing it now. This doesn't sound like a throwback to the 80s. This 
may as well have been a song from the 80s that was lying around until now. Yeah, very much. Very, That's very when you much. say Schlager Disco, I'm like, yeah, but that combination is so specific that you'd only get it by taking a song from, like, Denmark's 1986 national final and just putting it in here and pretending like no one is going to notice. Right? It's like this should have gone to De- to Denmark uh, for Denmark at, at Eurovision in 1987, but but it didn't, and so we've just like recycled it for now. It feels like that. It feels like that. I mean, it's so it's such a good genuine approximation of like that sound that I was like, no, I want to see it genuinely in like the 80s aesthetic. But I it, do get what they're going for here. It's also kind of I think better to really not work. do the 80s stick. Like No, but like, like make it genuinely even like lean into the actual accuracy of it. Get an actual perm. And <laughs> and look at like like I'm just thinking like okay, 80s yeah, is like sparkly like... yellow ties, and it's like very specific things that I associate with like Eurovision from that time. That I think if you accurately represented it, it, it not did like inspired by the 80s, but looking good by today's norms. Like did 80s silhouettes, 80s styles, and made this look like bam, this is an act just picked out of the 80s. Like it could have perfectly blended in, I think that would rule, but I get what they're doing with these outfits. I think you're right. If if this had been just a completely, like, historically accurate... Yeah. With, like, a good filter, not, like, the Portugal filter, but, it's like... It's fine. You, you don't have to filter the frame. It's like, whoa, I didn't know there was HD footage, you know? It's exactly. fine. But that would have been more of, like, a, a, a shtick. Yeah. This brings it back. Like, like yes. doing it as a, a sketch almost wouldn't bring the genre back. But That would be like, oh, it's me, like back then. Yeah, this is just are, like, no, you're bringing it back right, to what it to should To me, they are now. dressed up like they're doing a sketch. Like, they're dressed up with the clothes they have to, to make it look like a sketch, right? Right. But that it feels more like, oh, we're kids dressing up rather than like... We're trying to approximate the 80s. Because if you are trying to approximate the 80s, you can find better outfits than these. Very much. You can find better outfits than these in any thrift shop. But that's why, to me, I was like, oh, this feels, that feels a little half-hearted, I first thought. Until it, like, kind of clicked into place. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I think I would like a genuine commitment to it. And I don't think that would necessarily be, like, an 80s bit. I think it would be very true and genuine and, like, correct. Mm. Um, history but, bounding, <laughs> right? But I do like what they did here too. Um, I, I like, I like it. It's great fun. I love this. This makes me just so, so happy. Just that this is able to be made and able to be sent to Eurovision in 2021. Really gives me like. It really to me is like. Oh, we can reverse climate change. We can end <laughs> capitalism. I, I am young, but I know what to do. I am young, but I know what to do. It, it really, this fills me with so much hope. Sure. Just like, oh, we can have this. We so can weird, have this like, now. It's weird, but like, you're right. Yeah. 
We can have this. This can still exist. This can, can still exist, can and make... it can still be good, and we can still enjoy it. It's like there's. It's not ironic. That's it's the thing about cynical. it. It's not cynical. It's not ironic. It's just like no, we can admit that this is good, and he's just really hot. And I think he's now, so hot. The thing about this is, it's 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 closing the second semifinal. It's the <laughs> last song in the second semifinal, which is great. <laughs> Good news. That's fun. Good, great news for um, me. That that helps it a lot. If this fucking came up during a Eurovision again, we would have all been like, "Sorry, why did this not win?" You know, exactly. Like, we would exactly. Be, we would be watching the Eurovision again. Denmark would have sent this, and we'd be like, "This Sorry, is an instant all-time classic." How did we not? How did we not love this? That's the point. If this was a song from the '80s, everyone would have instantly loved it. A lot of people were like, "Yeah," about it when it. One, I think that was just a lot of the outrage still, because now people are warming to it, uh, and now I think it's in with a great shot of... of I, I want to hope, like, for sure that it's there on Saturday. We're going to Denmark next year, because I'm gonna... I, w- <laughs> I was thinking, like, uh, it's been kind of a lean year for me financially. I've, I've not been, I'm not gonna vote that much this year. I'm spending my life savings <laughs> making sure this wins. Oh. Just on votes. Yeah. <laughs> you can only vote so many times, but Ah, uh, yes. dang it. But no. I'm I'm not gonna do that, but I'm I'm yeah, this has my vote. This this has my vote. It's good. It's I great. God, I was already making like our Eurovision menu in my head. Yeah, what did you have in mind for that? Um, apple strudel for breakfast. Okay, interesting. For Vincent. Okay. Um, then like a brie baguette for lunch. Okay. We have three days of Eurovision, you know, like. Yeah, I know. I just just these are the the dishes that I had in my like yeah brie baguette mm-hmm. or something. All from scratch, by the way, because I bake now. <laughs> um, and then for dinner, something like, yeah, we something really simple, like a really good basic Italian pasta dish, like an aglio e olio or even a cacio e pepe, just like no effort because I also want to like pre-party, but like something stupidly delicious. Mm-hmm. Like and you know, spaghetti aglio e olio. It's it's genuinely like kind yeah, of one of the best to, things you can I eat. guess we're gonna have to look into some Danish snacks and what see uh, what and see Danish? what we can add to the party. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> we're gonna have some fucking Danish delights. This song has my full unwavering support. I'm gonna listen to this five million times. Yeah, you are. I mean, for sure. Yeah. It's great. Um, I spent uh, I spent some time a couple of days ago editing this song onto a scene of Mads Mikkelsen from the movie Druk Dancing. Oh my god. I don't know if you've seen the clip of Mad- Mads Mikkelsen dancing. We haven't seen the movie yet. We haven't seen the movie yet, but I've seen people talking about that clip, but I've never, like clicked on the thumbnail. Yeah. You know, because I don't I wanna just And watch if you wanna the see the mo- see the scene in the movie, then like I'm not I'm not gonna show you the the edit that I made, but it's on the Eurovision Division Twitter if uh, any of your listeners want to see it. Uh, it fits surprisingly well. Mads Mickelson dancing to this song 
is great. I always love seeing Mads Mikkelsen dancing because he used to be like a circus dancer. Yeah, he's fucking great. Have you seen him great. like doing flips? I mean, he does that in the clip. He's fucking great. Like he's, he's incredible. Incredible. The, my favorite story from him on the set of Hannibal was that there was this one scene where he cracks. I just his... forgot that he was Hannibal again. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where he cracks an egg yes. by throwing it up on the air and catching it on the blade of a knife. And then it, like, yeah. perfectly, like, the shell remains on the knife, but the egg falls insane. perfectly into the pan. And it's insane. And when they were planning out that scene, they were like, oh, we're going to have to get a stunt man. We're going to have to buy, like, four dozen eggs to get this shot correctly. And they were all, like, so worried about it. And then Mads Mikkelsen comes in and he's like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> and he does it perfectly in one take. They only used one egg. They had, like, four dozen <laughs> eggs. Obviously, Denmark is where you need to be to find hot men. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm... <laughs> it's the Hugo. that really gets us. And they can ride a bicycle. It is very endearing when you see, like, a, a sexy man get on a bicycle for the first time. <laughs> or, like, we, we have our American friend and our Lebanese friend, and we've made fun of both of... Who are, like, very attractive men. Mm-hmm. And they're terrible at riding bikes. <laughs> they're so bad at it. And it is so funny to watch them just, like, really, like, confident dudes, like, with good walks, like, very, yeah, good strides. And then the second they get on a bicycle, they're just, like, they look like clowns, like, on the mini bicycle. And just, like, just... Just just bike. It's not hard. <laughs> but then you see, like, Mads Mikkelsen in the Carlsberg commercial, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's that's how you fucking do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, good stuff from Denmark, basically. Great stuff from Denmark. Oh, Denmark. Oh, Denmark, you can do it. So those were our throwbacks. I truly love it. I feel like, okay, for... D D. Oh my god, Jesus fucking Christ. I know we didn't do it for like two episodes. I have to say though, it is it is striking and perhaps a bit ironic that we did not do DD classes on the one episode where I know for sure that we talked about a DD player. Montaigne from Australia. Oh my god, yeah, she does plays D. She definitely plays a character, and we didn't talk about like what D&D character she would she should play ah shit like definitely like a genasi or like a fey race cool like very cool very like extra earthly a ladrin ooh yes cause she had like blue hair in Don't Break Me and she had like the pink hair now so I think like with every season she like changes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's great oh Aladrin being Australian is hilarious and I'm gonna use that why because they're from the Feywild which may as well be <laughs> oh because like in the Feywild it's the opposite season yeah like when it's winter on your main plane yeah it is, <laughs> it is summer in the Feywild exactly so the Australians come in and they're like they're not savings time uh, uh, just to remind you last episode we also had Manisha and Russian woman and Effendi and Matahari <laughs> Matahari's a rogue uh, assassin, apparently. So that's, I think that's clear. Don't worry about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So we've got that one. 
Strong enough to break a wall. That's a barbarian, baby. Yeah, sounds about right. She gets <laughs> angry. Um, I think she does, she does like, the, the Russian lament is like everyone is fighting, but no one is praying, which Ooh, feels, which I do clarity, like. Yeah. Um, if there's like some kind of very religious barbarian, like a path zealot. Path of the zealot. Yeah, path of the maybe, zealot. Maybe, but I don't know how much it's like ideology. You know, I don't feel like it's, it's an ideology that, like she is fighting for it, Path of the Zealot Barbarian it. is basically a warlock for a god. Interesting. Like, fighting warlock for a god, but it is one of the best subclasses in the entire game. This is for sure the part of the show that is for no one who is listening. <laughs> um, so I um, think either of those is, is probably good for her, yeah. For this episode... Okay, so blind spot... No, <laughs> we do have to throw it back to second edition. So only second edition classes, of course. Yeah, that's what I was. Say- I was about to say, like only second edition. Um, rogues, all oops, all edgy rogues. All edge. It is an edge lord party. It's a party full edge lord party. That's blind, great. Blind channel. Blind channel. Um, Greece is. She flies on a horse. Ranger. No. Ranger. Maybe she does. I know we hate to say bard, but there's something about, like, the Greek thing that makes me think, like, you know, Lord Bard, like, mm, recalling stories. No, no, uh, no, But no. that's not quite it. She... I'm thinking, like, she, like, touches Atlas and insta-kills him. That's very paladin to me. Yeah, or it could be, like, Celestial Warlock. Celestial Warlock. Yeah. Where, like, the Pegasus is the celestial creature that visits her, shows her the other world... Yeah. And gives her the powers uh, that she then takes. Like, this is her origin story. In yeah, the video. I played a Celestial Warlock for, like, two games uh, that took his powers from a unicorn. Yeah, it's like that, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a good one. Celestial Warlock. I mean, Laritz and, and Jesper are, like, th- you know you hate to say bards, but they're bards, right? I mean, they're fucking Tulio and Miguel, right? Yeah, they're like, Tulio and Miguel. Like, like they, just, they just come in to wherever, and they're hot, and you're just like, yay! <laughs> exactly. The bards are here to the sing their great song. Like, it's... it's I every- don't think it's a cop-out in this instance to say they're bards. No, because, like, their duo vibe is so based around, like, him being on the guitar and the other one being such a performer and dancing around the tavern, um, that it's like, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think that's, that's fine. That's cool. Absolutely. Straightforward Like a half-elf, halfling teen- team-up. <laughs> Great, yeah. Yeah, got it in one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, Excellent. No, anyway, if any of you wants to play Fudaflama in a D&D game, now you know they're both bards. Oh my god, I'm so happy. It's so late. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Join us next time when we'll be talking about more songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Eurodivision. Uh, Read the show notes to find all of the things that we have referenced. And if we did forget something, shoot us a tweet. That is, once again, at Eurodivision. Especially, like... I don't get to interact with the Eurovision fandom as much because I'm not allowed to get yeah. spoiled. So if you're listening to this and you want to like tweet at me, I'm desperate for people to talk to about Eurovision who know.
know what my deal is. And we're getting to a point where there will be no more spoilers, so we're getting there sooner rather than later. Please, uh, I want to have fun with you guys. <laughs> I, I'm the Eric Andre meme. Let me in. Let me in. Well, Eurovision is uh, right around the corner, so we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening, and good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.